I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello and welcome to another episode of From Borderline to Beautiful. So today I wanted to talk about seasonal affective disorder. We're headed into fall here in the United States, in the Midwest, in my part of the world, and I wanted to define seasonal affective disorder. People with borderline personality disorder or other disorders of emotional dysregulation often have difficulties with transitions. With transitions from one activity to another, from vacation to home, and then also with big picture transitions, big transitions like one season to the next. So as you well know, borderline personality disorder is also considered to be a disorder that can be comorbid with other disorders. Comorbid means occurring at the same time. So you can have ADD, ADHD, BPD, all of the acronyms. So if you do struggle with the transition from spring, from fall, into winter, from spring, into summer, etc., you need to know that perhaps seasonal affective disorder is something that you're struggling with. Now, for those of you out there that already have lots of diagnoses, remember that this isn't another thing to add to a list. It's actually changing that mindset, shifting that paradigm. It's actually a way for you to engage in a self-care plan that involves radical acceptance of who you are so that you can live your best life. Okay, what exactly is seasonal affective disorder? Seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, is a type of depression. It also happens during certain seasons of the year, most often fall or winter. It's thought that shorter days and less sunlight might trigger a chemical change in your brain leading to symptoms of depression. And because we are sensitive inside and out, We have to be aware of whether or not seasonal changes also impact the way that we regulate our emotions and interact with the world around us. So let's look at who is at risk for seasonal affective disorder. Well, it usually starts during adulthood, and women are typically affected more often than men. Remember, that's what research that has been done is showing. The risk of seasonal affective disorder increases with age. It's pretty rare in people under age 20, but not unheard of. Less sunlight and shorter days are thought to be a cause of seasonal affective disorder, and it's linked to a chemical change in the brain. Melatonin, a sleep-related hormone, also has been linked to seasonal affective disorder. The body naturally makes more melatonin when it's dark, so when the days are shorter and darker, in other words, more melatonin is made. So let's look at the symptoms of SAD. There are two types, fall onset and spring onset. Fall onset depression, for those of you that are in the, uh, my part of the world, right, the Midwest, it's also called winter depression. Symptoms of depression begin late in the fall to early winter months and ease during the summer months. There's also spring onset. This is called summer depression for those of you in the other side of the world, on the other side of the world. Symptoms of spring onset, sad, depression begin in late spring and early summer. It's much less common, but not unheard of. Before I knew about myself and my diagnosis and the way that the world, I perceive the world around me, I was very sensitive to changes in season. 
As a matter of fact, I had spring onset sad, and I didn't know it. So I was so sensitive to the change of spring to summer that I ended up being in those residential treatment facilities during that time. My body is sensitive to the changes in seasons now. However, I developed this care plan so that I'm able to take care of myself and enjoy the change of seasons instead of lacking self-awareness and having difficulties with that depression. And you can do that too. It will take time and patience, right? So let's look at the most common symptoms of SAD. Increased sleep and daytime drowsiness. So if you feel a little more tired during the day, could be from seasonal affective disorder or just difficulties with the transitions into the seasons. You could also experience a loss of interest and pleasure in activities you used to enjoy, social withdrawal, and increased sensitivity to rejection. That's really important because we're already sensitive to being rejected, right? So if during the transition from one season to the next, your body is even more socially withdrawn and is even more sensitive to rejection, definitely want to dig into this and to see if this is impactful to you. Irritability and anxiety, feelings of guilt and hopelessness, fatigue, or just feeling so low energy, decreased sex drive, an inability to focus or concentrate that was worse than it was prior to the change of seasons, difficulty thinking clearly, an increased appetite, especially if you're craving sweets or carbs, weight gain, and physical problems such as headaches. If you have seasonal affective disorder, you can watch this pattern over a year's time because symptoms tend to come back and then improve at about the same times every year. The symptoms of SAD, just like a lot of other diagnoses, may look like other mental health conditions. So if you're wondering if this is something you experience, always see a healthcare provider for a diagnosis. And remember that this podcast is not a replacement for mental health treatment. So you do have to go and get a diagnosis if you're curious and it is diagnosed, you know, in the same way that you would have any other diagnosis. So talk to your um, primary care physician, your psychiatrist, the therapist. There are things that you can do if you already know, yeah, this is, this is something I'm going through that could help you that you could put into your care plan rather than seeking an additional diagnosis as well, if that's a route that you choose. So the first thing that you can do is expose yourself to sunlight. You can spend time outside or near a window or even take some extra vitamin D. You also, and talk to your healthcare provider first before you take medications, right? You can also engage in light therapy. So if you can't increase sunlight, that's not possible. Make sure that you look into exposing yourself to a special light. They're called light boxes. And when you use them for a specific amount of time each day, they may help improve your mood. Cognitive behavioral therapy also helps change the way you think by helping you recognize your emotions and checking the facts. It also helps you improve your relationship skills. So DBT, CBT, coaching, and managing stress all help in terms of treatments for seasonal affective disorder. If you're not taking medications and you want to consider taking a medication, an antidepressant might also help. So you want to set realistic goals for yourself during the the transition of the seasons. Find things that you love about the season change and make sure to schedule them. I recommend a seasonal bucket list. 
Try to be with other people and definitely confide in someone that you trust. It's better than being alone or secretive or lumping it all into the same category of BPD. Sometimes there are things that you need help getting through that aren't just the regular kind of -of run-of-the-mill BPD symptoms. It's reasonable to think that you might need a little more space as the season changes and a little more support. Define what that support looks like. Talk to your healthcare provider provider, and talk to your family. Remember that as the season changes and your body acclimates to that season, your mood will get better slowly, but not right away. Everything takes time and patience. Create a seasonal self-care plan. Eat healthy, well-balanced meals. Make sure to drink enough water. Maybe it's a good idea for you to delay big decisions until you're not feeling so heavy under the weight of the depression and that sensitivity as the season changes. Okay, thanks for listening. That was From Borderline the Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD. 